All right, here we go. This is uh, um, uh, our second episode of Black Girl Magic. First, um, I want to thank everyone who has listened to the first episode, which I think right now is at 170 listens, which is um, pretty great. Um, And so thank you for uh, paying attention to this. Um, We've doubled our our, um, uh, cast members this episode, so that's wonderful. Um, and so today's, uh, I'm going to say very little and pass it on to our, our, our wonderful cast members, but um, today I'm interested in their thoughts. First of all, it's Ms. Grant's birthday, so let's first, birthday. happy birthday, speaking of black girl magic, so happy birthday, uh, Ms. Greenwich, uh, big day, uh, approaching the big year, not this year, but next year, um, so awesome. Anyway, uh, uh, moving on, uh, not to embarrass, uh, I am interested in what it was like as young black women entering um, into a place like Germantown Academy. Uh, there's a lot of people who entered in the lower school. We have some lower school people who, like, who came in newly there. We have people who came in newly in middle school. And we have people, uh, one person who came in newly in upper school. So we have different kind of entry stories that I'm interested in. So that's my, that's my question. I'm, inter- I'm interested in what was the transition like as a young black woman um, into a place like Germantown Academy Independent School. Were there some joys associated with that? Were there some pains associated with that? Or was it incredibly indifferent? And Ms. Grant, I'm interested too, also, as a, a young black woman, also um, working at a place, an independent school too. Um, that could be interesting to hear that perspective too. So, um, I'm a lifer, so coming in in pre-K, really didn't know anything different. But lower school was kind of tough for me because, like, socially I was fine. I had a lot of friends, and I was pretty much friends with everyone because it's so like such a small grade. But um, I struggled a lot with identity. Like, I didn't really, because I didn't really see anyone who looked like me or had friends who were like me. I didn't really understand, like, that I was different than them. Like, I knew I was black, but I didn't really understand, like, like, okay, they're white, I'm black. Like, this is this is the difference that we have. And so when it would come time to talk about, um, like, the civil rights movement or slavery, it got, like, really uncomfortable. And I just didn't really know, like, like, who to talk to about it or who to talk to about my, um, like, I just couldn't talk to anyone. And so my mom and my dad, they had to really work with me about, like, understanding who I am and, like, why I wear my hair in braids and why other people don't and why, like, and why I don't have, like, why I can't, when we go swimming in gym class, why you need to wear, like, a swim cap and why other girls don't. And, like, why you need to make sure you, like, dry your hair after gym class. And so that stuff like that was tough because I didn't have anyone to talk to about it or to ask. So, um, but everything was fine socially, but just, like, little things like that, I didn't really know what to do. Um, When I came in in fourth grade, I was coming from, like, a mostly white school already, a Catholic school. So it wasn't, like, really that different, like, the environment. Well, like, it was different, but, like, it didn't really hit me till fifth grade. Because, like, when I came in, I came in, two black girls in my class were in the same class together. So I'm fine. Like, everything's fine. I'm having fun. But then fifth grade hits, and it was like, whoa, I, I don't like this. We're in a different class. And then, like, the teacher, like, 
would do like weird little stuff like to what? me. Like, like what? Like one time, I think she didn't like my folder, so she like dumped it out on the table and told me to reorganize it. And she wouldn't do that to anyone else. Like, like I was thinking, like, like why, like why wouldn't you do that to her? Like, I was perfectly, perfectly organized over here. You just didn't like my folder, so you made me like start over when I was perfectly fine. And like, it wasn't just me. It was like the black boys in my class too that had problems. And like, she just was really like, she made it kind of hard that year. And then also, me and my one black friend, we weren't in the same class. So like we barely saw each other. So like our friends, our friendship was like we got like we hung out with each other every chance we got because like classes were like separate and all that. But like it was like that's when it really set in that like I'm different from everyone else here, and there's not many people here like me. And like that that just became like a struggle for me, I guess. What was a, um sorry um what was a coping mechanism that you used? I- you know, like, what, what did you do this kind of, I hate to use the word survive, that sounds so dramatic, but what were some of the things you did to kind of get through those moments? Uh, for me, um, I make jokes about everything. So, like, when I'm uncom- like even when I'm uncomfortable now, like, playing basketball, like, I'll mess up, I'll make, I'll make a joke about it. And then, like, it's so uncomfortable when the people around you are so serious and so sensitive about everything. When you make jokes about stuff, and then it just, sometimes it makes it worse. If people don't like, if people don't laugh, even though they know what's funny, they just look at you like, uh, "Should I laugh or should I not?" But like for me, like just like making everyone around me like laugh, just like kept me going. Okay. Um, I came in in sixth grade to GA, started middle school, and I think the first year was like the best year I think because. I feel like I came in, I was like the shiny new toy in, in the little sense of the way. Not, I don't know. But like, just in that, like, I came into school, I had my hair, but my hair was like, I don't think anybody at G had ever seen my hairstyle. I don't even know what it's called. It was like these short, like, ringlet braid things that I had, like, all over my hair. People were like, oh my God, blah, 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 your hair is so cool. And my hair, like, changed a lot from, like, those to cornrows to individuals, to, like, a lot, a lot of things that year. Um, I think that year was just, like, like I lived in, I lived 15 minutes from GA, but I never knew there was this whole like, like I never knew that this all existed. Like literally, it was just driving your car 20 minutes. I didn't know that this whole world existed, so it was like interesting. But then um, after that first year, things started getting, I started becoming more aware of things that were going on myself and myself in comparison to everybody else. Um, I think if you want to ask the biggest challenge I had at GA. I have to go back to my hair again. Yeah. Um, so let me just, we're, we're being honest. Yeah. Um, in seventh grade, I was on the bus, and there is this boy on the bus, and he told me that, what's it called, that I should consider, because I, I at that point I was always wearing braids, and just varying it up all the time. He told me that I should stop wearing braids and start wearing a sew-in or like a weave because people didn't think I was pretty with my hair and braids. The child told you that? Yeah, he was a year older than me. He actually doesn't go here anymore, but... You probably can figure out who he is, whatever. Um, He told me that, and I was like, at first, I was like, wait, what? I didn't think take it seriously, but eventually I started realizing that, like, I said, I I was like, wow, I I am the only person in my grade who has braids in their hair. And then that year, I, like, forced my mom to, like, I I refused to wear it ever again. I forced my mom to, like, get let me get a sew-in that year. And literally, I have not worn braids until the beginning of this year. 
And I was like, this, because, yeah, I, I, like, I, I refused to ever, ever, ever put in. I was like, no, people think I'm, I'm ugly. I'm not going to do it. And then um, this summer, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So I went and got cornrows in my hair. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is, like, so much easier. This is more comfortable. Like, what have I been doing for all these? Like, what have I been doing? It's so like, this year, like, like the hairstyle I have right now, like, I, I even, like, I had to think about it before I, I went to put it. I was like, is this, am I making the right choice? Will I be... Blah, blah, blah. So, like that was like my biggest challenge at GA. Yeah. Can I double down on the hair mm-hmm. conversation? Because I know Corbett's just <laughs> chomping at the bit there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so interested in it. I, I just feel like it's something that a lot of people don't understand. Understand. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, um, similar to um, Coast, I came here in sixth grade. And my, like, sixth grade year was, like, really good. Like, I still live in Philly, so I was, like, I got home. And I'm, like, okay, I can hang out with all my black friends. And then, like, I got to, like, GA, and then they're, like, okay, like, now I have to, like, do this and do that and, like, just fit, like, a certain form. But then I when I, were, I always hang out at home, they would be, like, oh, my God, you're talking in your white voice. Like, <laughs> you did you come? You're straight from school right now. And, like, you go to that white school now or, like, all this stuff. And I, like, had to learn, like, now it is different because I don't, like, even though I do still live in the same neighborhood, they go to neighborhood schools, they can walk five minutes to get to classes, like, to get to school and home, and I have to catch two buses, and, like, it's, like, way different, and, like, we had to swim in, <laughs> we had to swim in middle school, so, like, I was not ready for that, like, on the first day of gym, I was not expecting to have to even jump in the pool, like, I did not get in the pool, like, to, like, actually swim for my life, until I was like came to GM was like forced to learn how to swim. I was like, okay. Before this, I was like, okay, I'm in like three feet. I'm good. Like, take some cute pictures. Like, this is good for me. And then like they were like, oh yeah, guys, we're gonna jump in twelve feet. And I was like, yeah, nah, fam, <laughs> this is not happening. And then like that whole year, like I had to work really hard to like try and like push myself outside of that like comfort zone. And like I remember the first day. From, like, I did not think this whole thing through. I wore my hair out for the first day of swimming. And, like, I was literally, like, 20 minutes late to the next class because, like, I was trying to blow dry it all out. It was not working, and they did not understand. I was trying to explain, like, listen, I've been in the locker room. Like, you can ask. (laughs) Like, I've been trying to fix this. I literally had an afro for that whole day. And then, like, the next, like, literally that weekend, my mom was, I, like, kept complaining to my mom. She's like, okay, like, she finally gave it, and I got a perm that weekend. Literally the worst thing that I could have ever done in my life. Because you're not even supposed to get a perm and then get in, like, chlorine. So that was just not a good idea. And it just, it was bad. I had to, like, like slowly as my hair grew, I had to, like, keep cutting a perm out until I got all the way back to, like, my natural hair, which is, like, what I wear now. Or, like, that and sewings. I, like, switch it up. But, like, in the summer, I wear braids. And then as soon as I get back to school, like, same as, like, coast, I usually just get a sewing because it's just easier because of, like, sports and stuff is less to manage. Like, when you wear your hair naturally, you, like, have to plan the night before. And it's, like, how am I going to do my hair and then still do this homework and then see if it's going to wake up, if I'm going to wake up in the morning and it's actually going to be how I planned it to be. Like, you never know. It's, like, it's a surprise. So, like, that probably was, like, the hardest thing for me to, like, figure out, like, just being different in this environment and trying to figure out how I can – because not everybody has to deal with these things. So, like, you have to put more time in to even get, like – maybe like the same type of thing or for it to be like I don't know like 
you had to put in more work or more time f- to get even like a similar or same like results everyone else they're like oh yeah like I had so much to do last night and you're like oh yeah we had so much to do last night even if it's like the same amount it's always more for like us to have to work toward sorry to hop on this hair train <laughs> well, I just remember like in fifth grade I had just got my hair done like really nice I'm like yes I look good <laughs> and I think I was playing around with some girl. I don't think she goes here anymore, but she was like, your hair smells. And I was like, I, that just really, like, killed my whole vibe. Because, like, I was happy that I just got it done. And I think it was just, like, the spritz or something. And it didn't stink. It just, like, she just, I don't know. She just, that just made me feel, like, so bad, like, in general about, like, oh, what are you putting in my hair? I don't want it to smell bad. I don't want it, like... Mm-hmm. And every time I go to, like, my cousin who does my hair, she's like, oh, do you want you want bangs, like... Like, like she would say something really ignorant. <laughs> you, do you want bangs, like, Isabella or somebody like that? It was... Because I used to just try to be, like, everyone else, I guess, at first. But then, like, I slowly started coming in my own and just not caring what anybody else thought. Just a quick story about the hair and the swimming. I remember the first day I went to swimming in sixth grade, I had my hair out in the same hair, the the ringlet braid things. And it was like, it was a lot of hair, like, in it. I was like, and they were like, so here's a swimming cap. I was like, what? I'm not, (laughs) listen, listen, I'm not playing. I'm not playing when I say, I remember it was me, Julia Buckled, and Maggie Rakowski with, like, three of those hair caps. Like, one person, I stood, I stood my hair, my head up there. One person, like, stretched out the cap as far as it went and, like, tried to, like, tuck out, like, stuck it over my head. Like, one person's, like, tucking in the braids into it. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, what Ty said, but just, like, figuring out, like, who you are and, like, being yourself, it took me a while to, like, to, like, truly be myself and, like, understand who I was. Because it wasn't until maybe, like, freshman year that I just started, like, being me and, like, with the hair, like, wearing my hair natural. Like, I used to dread swimming because, like, I would have to wear my hair natural because it would be stupid to straighten my hair and then go in the pool and then straighten it the next day. Because then my mom would be like, don't damage your hair. Like, I'll damage your hair. And then... So I had to, like, work with that, and then by freshman year, I was like, you know what, like, like who cares? Like, it's my hair. Like, I can just wear my hair. And so then, from then on, I was like, you know what, like, I might as well just, like, be all the way me. So, like, I don't, like, I li- I've been at GA forever, and so that was also a problem because everyone at GA, like, didn't really see me as, like, I don't know if they didn't see me as black, but, like, it was different because, like, I don't think sometimes people understand, like, it's different for us, like, you know, so having conversations with people and, like, some, like, like, it was just different. So I had to, like, be, like, no, like, wait a minute, like, I am black. And, like, having people understand that, like, I'm different from you, but, like, we're also the same. And so that was hard. But, like, last year and freshman year, I've kind of becoming, like, more into myself. Like, I am a black woman, and it's okay to be that, and it's okay to wear your hair natural. And it's okay to, like, to be different and, like, like different things and not be involved with the same thing. So... Yeah. Can I ask you a question to follow up? Yeah. I don't I don't know this is gonna make any sense, but I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm interested in how you navigate those conversations with your friends about you being a black like what does that look like? I feel like as a teacher I can talk about it in a very academic sense, you know, you know, like, you know, the idea of blackness and whiteness and because 
students are trained to be polite, they'll nod yeah. and be like, yeah, I know, the struggle's real. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you're in your cars or in, at home, there's no teacher. And so that politeness may or may not be there. Yeah. And so I'm interested in, in how you all do that. Like, how do you have those conversations about what it's like to be a young black woman when there's no teacher around, there's no yeah. adult around? And um, how, is it challenging? Do you find it easier? I think it's easier with the people with the people you're closer with. So, like, for instance, even, like, a couple weeks ago, um, I think we were talking about something in politics, and we were talking about Michelle Obama, and I was like, I just love Michelle Obama, like, goals. I was like, I want to be her. And then everyone was like, oh, same, same, same. I was like, like, no, I need to be her. And they were like, well, you're, like, closer. And I was like, well, yeah, but, like, like... I don't want to be here just because she's black. I want to be here because of the woman she is. And then that's some of the conversation of, like, well, yeah, well, I want to be, like, oh, do you want to be Melania Trump or something like that? And then they were, like, we had this whole conversation about just what it meant to be black and, like, why being black, like, being a black woman right now is such a big deal. And it was, like, like it's definitely a, not as polite as it is in school, but, uh-huh. like, but, like, still it's, like, walking on, like, eggshells because people don't really understand. Like, getting people to understand your point of view is hard. And so when I would be like, well, as a black woman, like, it's hard for me, like, going to GA right now. Like, semi. Semi is a big deal, right? Oh. And so, um, yeah, but, like, every, <laughs> but it's like everyone's like, well, who do you want to go with? Like, like who are the boys you want to go with? And I'm like, well, it's different for me. Like, well, you could just bring a boy. Like, like I'm sure you have, like, boys you want to bring. I'm like, well... Yeah, like, well, I, but, why, but what they mean by that is, like, oh, I'm sure you have, like, a black guy you can bring, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, well, you don't know me. Like, you don't know that. Like, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But it's different for me because I can't just be, like, I can't just be, like, well, I don't know. People be like, you could just go with him. But I'm like, but maybe I don't want to go with him. Maybe he doesn't want to go with me. It's a different thing. Yeah. And so getting people to understand that is hard. And some people some people are more willing to understand and some people aren't. And some people are willing to like tiptoe around the conversation. So with like the politic conversation, we just like went away from that. Yeah. But um yeah, so it's interesting. I don't know. Can we talk about that? To go after like the semi and like asking guys, like being in a GA community, most of the black guys that are here, they go after white girls, then you're put in an awkward situation and you're just kinda sitting there, you're like, I'm here, like why aren't we like I know we're black and like we have mm-hmm. a bond, so why can't we just like continue that bond and just like just just go together, even if, like just as friends, like not even as like, oh, I wanna date you, that type of situation. It's just like you just always get put in a situation like Michael Marcel was saying, like just you just feel out of place when it comes to guys, like especially like if you go somewhere with like your white friends, like then you're like mm-hmm. those like guys, and then you're just standing there, yeah, and it's just like no you're like, fourth wheeling, you. third wheeling, seven wheeling, like, every you're just it's just like it's just it's just, it's just really like an uncomfortable yeah. situation. Yes, like <laughs> um, semi prom, all that. When it gets around that time of year, it's like okay, let me sit around for a couple of weeks and yeah. watch, context, watch, really yeah. People, people are like, oh, "Who are you going with?" I'm like, I, I don't, "I've never said it out loud because I don't put somebody like feel bad yeah. just because I'm feel bad about themselves because of me." But like, like I, I would never like. There's never a year that I thought that somebody was gonna ask me to. I'm like, okay, no one's gonna ask me. That's just life. You kind of. It's not even like a, it's not even like a problem anymore. It's just like like the reality of how things are. I feel like just I gotta get used to the, that's just the way things are and just pretend it doesn't matter. Like I'm not gonna expect anything from that, honestly. 
Yeah, and I know, like, when I first came here from going, like, dances, I went to, like, an Asian-American, like, school before. It was, like, downtown Chinatown, but, like, there were more black kids than there are GA, but, like, still, like, it was, like, majority, like, Asian kids. But, like, I feel like those dances were, like, okay, like, you got your friend group, like, we all hang out together. It's, like, we're just going to all go together. But, like, here it's, like, oh, we might talk, like, we might go to BSA together, we might, like, hang out after, like, between practices or something, but, like, I'm just ask her because it's easier, like, to, like, I don't know what you're going to say or something, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it was just weird, like, when everyone was getting access to me because you're just, like, everybody, we're all sitting there together, and you're just, like, you see, like, a whole group of them, like, all walking with flowers and stuff, and you're, like, they're about to all go into the cafeteria and all ask, like, all these white girls, and it's just, like, but... It's weird. I don't know. It's like, like yeah, it's like it's like it's literally hunting season. Like you, you're like, okay, so who are they going to ask? Because I know it's not any of us, but let's just see. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, see what's yeah. about to happen. You, like ask us, like, oh, who should I? Ask? Yeah, 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 that's that's the worst part. Like that's the worst one when they ask, like, who should I go with? Like, like who should I ask? Like. I mean, it's all, it's yeah, all these, we're all, here. all these people, yeah. and you just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this all makes me laugh. I, I feel like this is a conversation that has been happening forever. I literally had this conversation with my mother, like, I don't know, maybe like seven months ago. Um, and it was the same thing in high school. I mean, I remember... In, like, homecoming season, prom season, um, my mom's friends, like, if you had sons, like, you were on call. Because if someone did not have a date, <laughs> they'd be like, my mom would be like, I'll handle it. <laughs> and she'd go, she'd call someone, these are your options. Yeah. I called uh, Adrene, I called this, these, they're free. <laughs> who do you want? <laughs> and you pick who you wanted, yeah. and mom would get you a date. <laughs> and that's just sort of how it happened. Um, and I don't know if that same thing sort of happened. I mean, my mom is all about, like, taking charge and getting stuff done. And a lot of this, like, sort of ha- happened through Jack and Joe moms. And they knew. I mean, the boy, but the never happened in the reverse order. Like, the boys always had dates, you know. You know? Yeah, nine times out of ten. But us, it was like, you wait for mom to give you that hookup, and she was handling business because nobody was going to a dance alone. <laughs> and that was for sure. <laughs> You were just talking about the reverse for black guys. My brother is a freshman at Haverford. Um, he's and his, his high school dance and his middle school dances. Well, I have I have had the problem of like well, no one's asking me. He has he's talking about having too many girls. He goes, "Who should I ask?" Because all of these girls are either have asked me or I don't want to hurt their feelings. He's like, "What? Like who should I?" I'm like, "I'm like, wow, okay." So that just like the the flip. Like we look the same. We're the same people. It's just the the difference and how it all works. We have to wrap. Um, it's funny you all, we're going to, the period just about to begin, but um, there's an episode, Michelle, in the very first uh, season of Invisible Visible. She says it, she's been trying to say this all semester, but she said it like about how she's not going to Simi. And it's something to go back and listen to. It was interesting how they responded to her because they had, they had no idea that that was a challenge. And so it's interesting that it's coming up, you know, four years later. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, once again, happy birthday to Miss Greenwich. And I hope that you all will tune in next time. Um, all right, have a good day.